name is The Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Because they came to whose house? Where'd you go to college? Syracuse? Syracuse? That's a basketball school. Rain man, good to go. Hey coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain, I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muff if you got one. What's that? No, no go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. This is the Sportzilla Show. Here's Rain and Scooter. Rain and Scooter. Rain and Scooter. Yeah, let's get it. That's what we're doing. We're not getting sports, so uh, we're going to talk about it, sort of. That is the coronavirus uh, global pandemic. Uh, there's a national emergency, I, I believe, now officially declared. I think I came across that. It's tough still to keep up with everything that's out there, but we're going to do the best that we can. Uh, locally, Wegmans will be shutting down at midnight tonight due to the fact that they've got to restock because, well, first of all, there's no toilet paper left anywhere, it seems like. That's the one thing people go for. Uh, but also water, with the exception of Dasani, from what I've been seeing on social media, which is kind of strange. Uh, there's pictures all over. You may have seen that. It started last night. Everybody's posting pictures of that. Uh, the 180 school day requirement has been waived, according to the governor. To, governor Cuomo says... Uh, Well, obviously, schools are taking upon themselves, school districts and whatnot, not just in central New York, but everywhere to say, we're just going to send everybody home for two weeks, 30 days, whatever it is. It's a lot still going on, a lot of moving parts. Scoop, Rain, and the glue guy in here to try to to keep up with some of it. We're we're feeling the same way I think everybody else is. We we don't know what's next. Would you agree with that? Is that a fair statement? Yeah. I I think it's interesting that we're hearing from these leagues – that they're looking at like a 30 day window now, like they hope to get back in 30 days. That kind of, uh, kind of is the number now they're going with. So what that means, think about that. They're going to get about two weeks in two and a half weeks in three weeks in, and they're going to really be assessing it that whole time for now. It's all right. We're just going to hands off for a while, but They're going to start to reassess where this thing is going in two and a half weeks and see if they can actually get started in the 30 days. I just keep hearing about the most important thing is wash your hands. If you're not feeling well, try to get tested and testing, testing, testing is what we need. But in the world of sports, obviously, um, there really is none. So we got to talk about it somehow, some way. So we brought on a, a good friend of the Sports Illust show, the broadcaster, play-by-play man for over 25 years now, Tim Roy. He is an alum of Utica College in Central New York. We've had him on before. You may remember uh, there was initially in, in San Francisco area out there. I don't know what the county. Tim, what's the name of the county where you guys are in? Uh, we're uh, well. The the Warriors are in in in. Uh... San Francisco County. I, I live out in Solano County. And they had, so. so Tim Roy is a broadcaster for the Golden State Warriors. And so they initially said it was no more gatherings of more than a thousand. And so that's what had shut down the Warriors game. And then the next thing you know, Rudy Gobert is announced positive and now his teammate is. And then it just, it went from there. And from where that was to where we are now with everything in between and more still coming. But take us through kind of what happened then in your world. Well, when we played the other night against the Clippers, the rumor in the, in the uh, 
building was, this is going to be the last game we're going to have in front of fans for a while because there was growing concern about what was happening with this virus and the spread of it. And so you had this idea that, okay, something was up. And then the next day the Warriors announced, yes, uh, the, the ban of, uh, of gatherings of a thousand or more. And, uh, so they honored that and said, okay, we're going to play our next game without fans. So, uh, as we were, you know, going through what that was going to be like and, and, you know, things you would never thought to ask, are we going to use our effects mics and crowd mics and that kind of thing when there's no crowd, you know, and, and so I was on with our, our weekly radio show that night and live and we played the part of the press conference where they announced that, you know, Hey, we're going to do a show without uh, a game without fans and broadcast will be there radio and TV. And right in the middle of all of that, uh, at my home office where I was doing the show from that, you know, I had other NBA games on that flipped over to the uh, game in Oklahoma city. And I see all these guys heading back to locker room. I'm going, well, that's kind of odd. I'm wondering, is there a clock issue? I see three referees, so they arrived on time. So I'm, I thought maybe there was a clock issue or a scoreboard issue or a floor issue. And um, then the first tweet came out, Gobert has tested positive. And right at that point, I was in a commercial break when that happened. And so uh, right at that point, I pretty much knew – that the league was going to have to shut down for a little bit because we had talked about this amongst ourselves. If one player got infected, it, immediately about one third of the league would have to be tested and and you know and, and at least investigated because you're constantly playing other teams and the Jazz had a busy schedule the previous two weeks and a lot of the teams have a contract with Delta for the chartered airplane, so you're sharing those airplanes with other teams. And so then you have flight attendants and pilots and, and workers who may have come in contact with it. So um, so once that happened, I thought, but I was surprised how quickly the NBA acted. I think correctly so. You know, we're going to suspend this thing right now. And and I think they, they made the right call. 30 days is a, a good time if, you know, with everything kind of shut down, I think in 30 days I'll have a better idea where this is going. It may uh, take away the spike, if you will, and also 30 days for both hockey and basketball. If you come back in 30 days, you can still get a playoff season in. And I think that's also part of the concern, too, is, okay, are we going to lose the season? Let's say 30 days and see where we are. And if it goes anything past that, then maybe you're looking at shortening the playoffs, maybe, you know, five or three games, because – the NBA, I'm not sure how the NHL salary cap works, but the NBA salary cap goes July to June. So if you push the season pack past July, then you're going to have to have the Players Association involved to extend the cap for the year, extend contracts a few weeks, because um, you know that has never been done before, and that that's a, a real big issue. Yeah, we're in uncharted, unprecedented territory. Tim Roy is a broadcaster for the Golden State Warriors here on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Scope, I wanted to just direct something to your attention, uh, and then you can, you can throw your next question at Tim. But Adam Silver, since we're talking about the NBA, within the past six months, he has handled 
a $200 million loss from that China controversy. Remember Daryl Morey with the Rockets and the tweet and everything. He's dealt with the basketball tragedy of losing Kobe Bryant and David Stern. He's restructured the All-Star game, which ultimately was the best one in years. It was fantastic. Finds out coronavirus infects two NBA players. Now is handling an indefinite league suspension. Now everybody is dealing with the ramifications of this. But just within your business, Tim, and I don't know if you want to add anything on top of that, but he's the best commissioner in professional sports, at least in my opinion right now. Yeah, Tim, talk about how he's handled all this. Uh, your perceptions of that, I'd be curious. Yeah, I think I think he's handled it correctly. He really has a knack for uh, just getting the right tone out, you know, and getting the uh, the the right message out. And and you know, I think he we saw it early on in his first few months on the job. He had to deal with the Donald Sterling thing. We were right in the middle of that playing the Clippers in the playoff series. And he came out and made the exact right call and and allowed the league to move on at a, a much quicker pace. And so, uh, yeah, I think he's done really well. You know, we've been really lucky. You, know, you mentioned David Stern passing. And, you know, he might be, along with maybe Pete Rozelle, the, you know, the best commissioners of all time. Um, you know, uh, unless you had, you know, unless some, unless one of you is a Kennesaw Mountain Landis fan, but um, <laughs> for sure. But uh, but yeah, I, I think I think Adam's the right guy for the job, and he's going to do the right thing. Giannis, our Giannis Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo donated a hundred thousand uh, dollars to help out those in, in Milwaukee that may not get a paycheck because of this, because of the trickle down or the residual effect of hourly workers within arenas and everything. And on and on and on. We all aware of this. Kevin Love did the same thing for the Cavs. Kevin Love, he did that in response to Kevin Love having to do that. That's exactly <laughs> right. And others you would hope are are going to follow suit. You saw what Mark Cuban did and, and said, as of right now, we're going to pay him for the next four games, take him through the end of the month as if they actually worked. You're going to see more of this stuff come to light, more follow suit, more follow the lead of these men, these leaders uh, but what what else have you heard? What else do you see happening? Uh, do you know of, say, Golden State, for example, doing anything like this? Yeah, they're right now trying to formulate exactly what they're going to do. I know that they have not come out with an announcement on that yet. I would expect one, you know, sometime in the next few days. But they are working on a plan to help the, you know, the workers who come in. And, you know, they're great people, Um Many of them came over from, you know, Oracle Arena in Oakland and, and came across the bridge to be with us. And a lot of those are my friends. And so, you know, hopefully we'll have that nailed down soon. I know they're working on one, but uh, there's no official plan in the works as of right now. It's a, it's a, like you said before, this is totally, you know, uncharted waters. And, um, and I think everything, you know, every experience, Every decision, you know, they're all brand new, and and that's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Have you been given special instructions by either the team or the league on how you should kind of stay away from anyone or quarantine yourself? No, I don't think unless unless you're you're coming down with symptoms like this today is the the wind's blowing out here, everything grows out here. I never had allergies when I lived back east, but. As soon as I moved west, I have allergies. So I have a, I'm having a bad allergy day, 
but my, you know, obviously temperature is not high. I haven't had the chills or anything like that. So, so unless you're showing symptoms, they're not asking you to do anything special. Uh, but I think at this point, um, you know, the, uh, the, it is what it is, and there's really no reason for me to go into the office. So, in a way, I'm kind of self-quarantining myself here with, with my wife and my dogs. So, um, you know, and and uh, it's always always uh, up for debate as to whether or not they really like having me around. <laughs> ESPN Radio with Tim Roy, voice of the Golden State Warriors. I would love to hear your reaction, your thoughts on this most surreal part of the story. And Rudy Gobert touching all the microphones. And then turns Uh, out he touches all this stuff in Donovan Mitchell's locker. And now they both have the coronavirus, which is just some sort of bizarre karmic thing. It's it's bizarre world. Yeah, he was the match that lit the fire and it just... Here we are in 48 he hours. He mocks it, touches all the microphones. I mean, everybody's seen the video. Your reactions to that? You know, uh, initially, you know, you're, you're, you have this level of being upset, and you look at that and go, what are you doing? What are you thinking? But then again, you know, you have to dial it back, and, you know, I probably didn't take the idea of, you know, a virus as serious in my 20s as I do now. Okay, so he did something silly, did something he thought was funny, and, you know, it came back to bite him. Um, I don't think it was a, you know, malicious. I just think a, a lot of times when you're dealing with professional athletes, especially when they're in their 20s and they haven't, or, you know, he, he might be, well, no, I don't think he's 20 yet, 30 yet, because um, he came in pretty early. But, but, again, until they see the signs of their body starting to slow down, most of them think they're bulletproof. And and so, you know, the mortality doesn't come into their line of thinking. And so I, I'm kind of, I'm going to give him a hall pass because everything I've heard about him is that he's a good guy. And we've had him on a post game when the Jazz had beaten the Warriors in the past and, and you know, he didn't seem arrogant or, or idiotic or anything like that. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a hall pass. But it's a, but it's a good lesson, though, too, for everybody that, you know, hey, when they're talking about, you know, things being serious and you're talking about, a, a you know, a, a virus that, that is turning into a pandemic, then we all have to take it seriously. You know, from age, you know, 20 to age 80, we all have to take it seriously. He said that uh, he is embarrassed. He makes no excuse. He was careless. Uh, he's offered his apology, his mea culpa. He has put that out there on he probably, Instagram. He probably feels terrible about Donovan, you know. Well, Scott Van Pelt last night was putting on a master class as the day unfolded and he took Sports Center live. I'm, I'm a huge SVP fan. I just think he's fantastic, uh, a broadcaster, but he took it right up until midnight till they flipped over to the Los Angeles Sports Center and he ended things by basically saying, okay, with everything that's happened today and everybody's sitting here confused and, and every emotion possible and you're dealing with this, you might end up over time thinking Rudy Gobert because at the end of the day, him testing positive probably prevented a lot of people, a lot of people, an, an, an immeasurable amount of people from getting sick. So in the grand scheme of things, we might be grateful to the guy at the end of the day. And SVP put just the perfect tenor and tone on that last night. It was like a master class in broadcasting. 
especially after having to consume all of the day's news related to the coronavirus pandemic or epidemic, the global epidemic and how it's affected sports and life in general. And he just it was it was so poignant. He summed it up in about three minutes. I have the audio and I'm actually going to air that for us in a little while about comment on that, Tim. Yeah, you know, I think in, in the grand scheme of things, he probably did do everybody a favor. You know, think about all those kids and as heartbroken as I am for my alma mater hockey team uh, not being able to play. But think about all the kids in March Madness, okay? All those young kids, whether they be, you know, fans, players, cheerleaders, band members, they're all going to be in close proximity to each other. If, if somebody is sick in that group, then you're risking not one person or two people, maybe 10 or 20 getting the virus. And then, uh, and then fans from, and players from other teams, uh, you know, it, it could have, you know, the spread could have been, you know, catastrophic had this not happened right away. Or if they, or if they didn't know right away, you know, say he said, no, nah, I'm, I feel fine and they didn't test him, you know, then, you know, maybe the NBA has a whole bunch of cases. Maybe Major League Baseball would have a whole bunch of cases at the beginning of their season. And, you know, locker rooms, you know, players in locker rooms, they're constantly, you know, goofing around and, you know, getting into each other's stuff. And, and so I think, I think you're right. I think in the grand scheme of thing, uh, things that Gobert getting tested and getting a positive react to it kind of, I think, opened everybody's eyes. And, you know, the NBA moved pretty swiftly, you know, obviously within minutes of finding out they suspended the season. And everybody else is following suit, and I think it's the right call because this thing spreads very quickly, and and I think it's really, um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, Gobert, you know, being being who he is, doing what he did, and then getting tested positive, maybe that's the thing that kind of scared everybody into saying, okay, we get, we really need to take this as serious as some of the medical people have suggested. You know, you talk about the other athletes being in these tournaments. And Rudy Gobert hadn't felt sick. He kind of felt okay, thought he was going to play. And, and you can feel okay and have this coronavirus. So we could have had a situation with kids playing one another in close proximity who don't even know they're sick or are carrying the virus, and it just spreads like wildfire. So maybe that was actually a fortuitous sort of occurrence in that it forced everybody to take this a lot more seriously. Tim, I, I just want to say one last thing. We're up against a break. Uh, you're absolutely right, Scoop. And, and SVP's audio that I'm going to play touches on that exact thing. Uh, one thing, I hope you're stocked on toilet paper because I don't know the status of the stores out there near your house. And uh, number two, so what is that all about? I, I can't figure that out. I just <laughs> the, the sanitizer I get, the toilet paper, it still still blows my mind. It's like, you know. Uh, anyway, but go ahead. Yes, we're fine on toilet paper. We have we have plenty of toilet paper stuff. So. And make sure you wa- and make sure you wash your hands, my good man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have I have nothing but soap around the house, so we're, we we should be good on that. So well, I, I tend to I tend to do that a lot during the season anyway, just because how quickly colds and everything else spread, you know, through a team. You know, I'm constantly washing my hands, whether it be at home or on the road. Uh, I just think that's the they they say it's the best thing you could do to to keep from getting sick. And so I, I try to do that a lot. And I get a flu shot every year as well. 
With a little bit of downtime uh, that we're not quite sure when the end date of this end no games, you'll have a little free time. We're going to reach out again very soon to just get your perspective as the days unfold and the news develops and we try to figure out where we are with all this. Tim Roy is the broadcaster for the Golden State Warriors and a Central New York alum of Utica College, so he knows the area very well. Tim, thanks, man. Have a great rest of your day. We appreciate the time. Thank you. Hey, guys, it's always a pleasure, and, and my best to everybody in Central New York. Syracuse. We'll be back with the Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. ESPN Sportzilla Show. Just talked to Tim Roy, voice of the Golden State Warriors. Got his thoughts and some of this coronavirus craziness going on. And, of course, he broadcasted that game. That they had out there where, you know, the, the rules in San Francisco are now no groups, no gatherings of over a thousand people. So they, they played a game without fans, essentially. He, he did touch on something that's just mind boggling to a lot of people. And I mean, there are people that panic shop, uh, but it's wash your hands. I mean, that's the main thing. Wash your hands. And now, of course, everybody's talking about you got to have a song to wash your hands to because they tell you to wash your hands for a minimum of 20 seconds with you know, hot, soapy water. There's the whole thing where you can plug in your favorite song and it'll create the whole little yeah, and, thing for you to sing along with. But that has translated for a lot of people from, you know, buy hand sanitizer and soap to purchase all of the toilet paper. We, man... Mrs. Rain bought some extra toilet paper. We'll, we'll be all right when we do our business in the Rain Casa for a while. But that's what it means for a lot of people. I just, I cannot understand. And I shared with you a bunch of different pictures of empty pallets of water, except all of the Dasani in cases is left over. And I'm wondering why that is. But people are making light of this. I had alluded to it when we first opened up on the Sports List Show. But I'm I'm looking at this going... What what's wrong with the sunny water? People, I, I don't know. Some people claim that different waters taste different, and I know there's different pH levels within the waters, but I generally don't notice the difference. It, it's water. I like it. I will drink it. I, will, I this is my philosophy with beer. By the way, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It Your doesn't, favorite one is an open one. It, it, it yeah, doesn't matter. It doesn't even necessarily have to be cold, you know, because sometimes all right, you just pulled it out of the case. And you don't have one cold, so you drink it. <laughs> no, I, I just want to know why all these pictures, all, well, a lot of these pictures of the people fighting over the 50 packs of toilet paper. You ever notice how many of those people in those shots and those videos look like they just have nasty, dirty butts? Like they have the largest butts on the planet. And it's like, I guess you need a 50 pack for that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Or that no, dump truck you got back there—that is a thing. I think that's a thing for sure. Everybody digests a little bit differently. I don't know. You probiotics. That's I gotta have fifty rolls. Are people using probiotics now to make sure everything is is good to go? So I, I'm seeing some speculation. Uh, golf returning mid to late April, as you know, the Masters is toast now. Uh, baseball around Memorial Day. They're saying NBA, NHL, and MLS early to mid June. They might resume those seasons depending on how long. This continues. I got something here that just came out about a half an hour ago, and it's from Matt Norlander again of CBS Sports, who we we talked about a little bit yesterday. But he says NCAA senior VP of bas uh, excuse me NCAA senior VP of basketball Dan Gavitt 
is saying that despite the fact there will be no March Madness this year, the NCAA has not yet completely killed the idea of building and releasing a 68-team 2020 NCAA tournament bracket. And what do we do with it, though? They would have teams play, I'm I'm assuming. I mean, much like, you know, if, if this is okay in 30 days and they have the discussion and they can get these kids back to play uh, akin to what the NHL is supposedly talking about. Okay, okay. You know, if it doesn't go much in like what, you know, Tim Roy just laid out for us with the NBA, what they're thinking about, if it doesn't get too late into the summer, this window where they could do playoffs or do a sort of tournament for college basketball, maybe it does happen. So it's not completely out of the question. Oh, fing- if you know what, fingers crossed, because I'm not the only one, you're not the only one. I'm sure we would all love to watch that. And and they would love the money. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait for it if it happens for sure. I mean, we've got no other choice. And we get, like I said earlier, if we get two and a half weeks into this and we're starting to get reassuring signs, people feel okay, you know, uh, this hasn't gone crazy out of control, then maybe that's something they decide they want to try. Interesting, within the realm of college basketball, they're talking about perhaps due to the abrupt cancellation of the season and losing the tournaments. And it's not just the NCAA men's Division One basketball. I mean, there are tournaments, was it 19 men's and women's tournaments, 38 total, just completely canceled and wiped out, uh, that all of these kids, their families, whatever, is not going to get to experience. But they were saying maybe giving eligibility back to the seniors is an option moving forward. And they're considering that, at least having discussions on that. Well, the Golics and Wingo, specifically Golic Jr. this morning, made a great point. There's kind of uh, some problems with just giving back their eligibility. I wanted to share that before we go to break. So you're talking about giving just the seniors involved another year. So if I'm a junior who is on that team and I had my spring season robbed, if I'm a sophomore who hasn't been getting a lot of playing time and I'm losing a season of eligibility because of this, and now you're going to give the guy that was starting in front of me, the girl that was starting in front of me, another year to do that. That's a great point. That's a great point. That's a great point. The trickle-down effect for that, and I think everyone involved would feel for their seniors. That, that That's a yes. group that generally yeah. is an underclassman you tend to love and covet on your team. I know I did. And looking up at that, it's one thing, but... Everyone has that same limited window. That's why we're so heartbroken for these kids. And so I, I would hate to look at it and say, well, let's forsake all of the other kids who also lost a season yep. of their athletic career. Makes a great point, Scoop. Absolutely. That's a very good point. I think there has to be some sort of balance that can be struck. I mean, I think a lot of the seniors are going to want to go on with life. Uh, some probably can play in the NBA, some, but that's a fraction. Some don't want to come back. Some would. And I also think some juniors might want to get another year of eligibility. Some just want to maybe get their school done and be over with it. But I think there are probably those athletes out there who are looking at college as the end game. They're not going to go to the pros. They re- they realize you know, I'm good enough to make this team, but I'm I'm not good enough to make this a profession. And maybe some of those athletes, student athletes, would like another year. It's possible maybe they want to go on and pursue another degree in addition. How about let them grad, be grad transfers? How about the, let them do that? Let, give them a year of eligibility to maybe go somewhere else because there are teams 
that are looking for that. It's it's interesting. This is not the end of the conversation. This is just the beginning of the conversation, and I'm curious to see how it plays out. I, I do just want to air for you Rudy Gobert's op- apology to make the glue guy happy before we officially hit this break. We are deeply sorry. Sorry. Okay, you feel better now? We got that out of the way. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. And that was what Rudy Gobert said for starting this. And like I said, ultimately we may thank him. SVP, as I had alluded to when we had Tim Roy from the Golden State Warriors on just a few minutes ago, well, we might ultimately thank him for being the person that started all of this and maybe saved a lot of lives. SVP in three minutes last night just kind of nailed it. And I want to share that audio officially next on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. They took our sports. That's what it feels like. If you remember the South Park episode where they took our jobs, that meme is circulating on heavy rotation. Now, they took our sports. Kind of, I'm kind of angry about it, but I accept it. Not angry about it. I'm not angry. No, at all. I'm not angry about it. That's a bad choice. Words. I, I I'm just bummed. There's, there's a positive thing that can come out of this is that we all are a little more grateful for the things that we do have. Yeah, you take for granted how many different games they are, and I'm just I'm empty. I feel empty without sports because I've it's reinforced how much of a sports junkie I am. Because think about it. you might want to watch your your favorite teams, but if they're not on. You're like, I'll watch whatever this game is. You know, how how many, how many football games do you watch? You don't give a crap about the teams. And even before fantasy sports, you're like, I'll still watch the game because I like the game. And even basketball, you get the Wednesday night basketball games. And you're like, oh, that's cool. I mean, Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz. I don't care about the Utah Jazz, but I'd watch a Utah Jazz game if there was nothing else on and I want to see a game. All right, there happens to be a live NBA game on at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to watch that. Well, I might not watch uh, Rudy Gobert's games anymore. No, I just won't (laughs) shake hands with the guy. That's all there is to it. My daughter, who is known to tell me, Dad, I don't sport whenever I tell her I'm watching a game or whatever. I relayed the whole Rudy Gobert story to her and Donovan Mitchell. I I relayed that entire story. Story to her last night. The whole timeline from touching yes. the mics. The and I says Google this, and uh, she's like, "Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. That is crazy." I, I mean, the just the things that have unfolded before our very eyes over the last seventy-two hours. It's mind-numbing. It. No wonder you feel like your head is on a swivel. Did you know? And did you forget? Because so much other news has broken. In the last 24 hours, that at 5 o'clock today, gatherings with 500 people or more are not permitted in New York State. Additionally, for facilities with an occupancy of 500 or fewer, they are reducing that legal capacity to 50%. That just, you know what that allows for? Keeping the six feet of space that you're supposed to keep from other people so you don't transmit anything potentially. I mean, I know a lot of people are still going to go out tomorrow. Okay. And then businesses want the customers. Yeah. You know, if you own a bar, and you're used to that St. Patrick's drinking money, and it's a it can be a day that makes or breaks your business for the month or even for the year. I, I think even experts you can sort of predict, but you have no idea what the financial ramifications are for this for everybody, and and how this is going to all play out when it's all said and done. Can we uh, bring hazmat suits? Uh, I. I don't know. Can you afford one? You want to spend your money on that? You don't know. You're going to have to stretch out the paychecks as long as possible. That's what I think. 
Is there a way to drink through the hazmat suits? Are you just asking dumb, random questions for no reason whatsoever? Well, I we got get hazmat else. suits. I don't know. I got a really good barbecue apron. Okay. That's that, some that sauce on it, though. I step. No, I pull back. No, actually, that's might be the best investment with our money is to buy a hazmat suit. Come, my answer was dumb. You're your, right. It your, was. your thought process was actually uh, very, very wise. Thinking ahead. That's why you're the glue guy. You keep this all together. You're snapping, man. I'm being no. I'm correcting myself. I'm admitting that I was wrong with that overreaction. The Sports Illustrated Show on ESPN Radio, ninety-seven point seven and one hundred point one. What are you going to do? Not talking about the Knicks? I don't know. I don't know. He's going to go start a dumpster fire somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm still. I'm watching the Knicks. Game. I'm, I'm right. about to say. I'm going to. I'm going to video the whole thing. And you guys, guess what I'm doing right now? Watching the Knicks. Game. I'm watching the Knicks. That's he's, right. He's going to be back behind a CVS somewhere, lighting a dumpster on fire. Well, don't, I missed my basketball. I don't. I don't think that's Nick's gear on. I don't know if that's legal, so don't tell anybody. All right, don't don't earmark the dumpster specifically where I'm going. You know, Brendan Burke, uh, who's the voice of the Islanders, a good friend of us here on the Sportsilla Show. Uh, he he tweeted something that, that's very important because everybody is going crazy about the toilet paper. But there's blood drives getting canceled all around the country. But there is still the ability, if healthy to consider going and donating blood because that is something that people are going to need. You need that more than necessarily toilet paper at this point in time. And that snapped me back to reality when I read that. So I wanted to pass that along. That is something to consider if you're feeling okay. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, see, and I just put a stop to you ripping on me about the Knicks <laughs> and your brilliant idea to get hazmat gear. Blue guy. Can Apparently you? you Congratulations. No, I, I, I corrected the record. Can you, it's, you? It's not over, though. Can you? We'll go, come back to that. Can you Google, like, where we could find a hazmat suit locally? Let me go on Amazon. Yeah, yeah well, you got a second. See how much? I wonder how much those would cost. You know, there's people that are over per- $500, if I had to guess. I'm I mean, just guessing. Whoever's making the testing kits is making a lot of money. People that produce hazmat suits are probably making a lot of money. Clearly, those that manufacture toilet paper are making a lot of money right now. Oh, you can get them for 20 bucks on Amazon. A hazmat suit for yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. A whole suit. There is, yeah, it's like a Halloween costume, though. That's yeah. not like legit. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> absolutely not going to protect anybody whatsoever. Let me air this uh, audio from, we know we're up against a break. Should we take that first? I got about three minutes of SVP I want to share with everybody before Sports Silla Show is done. We should. So don't bury the lead completely. I just keep pushing it towards the end. We will come right back with Scott Van Pelt. Uh, just some brilliant broadcasting under the circumstances and how it affects the sports world and life in general. That's next on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. He's looking on Google Maps for a dumpster he can go set fire to. All right, we'll see if we find one of those cheap next. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Lane and Scoop. And we'll podcast the show shortly after we wrap up the broadcast. So if you missed our conversation with Golden State Warriors play-by-play voice Tim Roy, that was a good one. You can catch that on the podcast, of course, at of course at ESPN Sportzilla on Twitter, and you, that's you on Instagram too, right? Aren't you on Instagram with that, or is that with uh, just at K Rock Rain? Just at K Rock Rain okay. on Instagram, at Twitter and Facebook. I just kept them because that's the name everybody knows. UFC is still doing their event, though, as far as my understanding, but with no fans. Down in Brazil? I think Bellator canceled something, too, though. I think I had information on that. Where did I put that? Uh, Tonight's Friday Night SmackDown has been moved from Detroit 
to their performance center down in Orlando, Florida. Bellator MMA decides to postpone Bellator 241 in Connecticut. Jerry Seinfeld said, even though A-Rod has interest, Jerry Seinfeld says, I have no interest in buying the Mets. Highest level of sports appreciation is a hot dog, a beer, and a seat. So that's some breaking news out there. But before we... Same for the next, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you save that one for the entire commercial break? No. They're taking a jab at me about the Knicks. I'm not going there, buddy. Okay. You go low, I'm going to go high. Oh, wait, that's usually me that's doing that. <laughs> I got you, No man. comment. I got Hey, come on. No comment. I'm owning it. No comment. SVP wrapped things up with some great perspective last night as we absorbed uh, really the first full day of everything that's happened since late the previous night, the NBA and Rudy Gobert with the suspension of the season and him testing positive started all of this. It was the match that you threw in and it lit the fire. And here we are with basically no sports other than a few things that are happening and closing out. Uh, but this is his words and what he said. This is how he went off the air the last three minutes of his sports center shift last night. Scott Van Pelt from ESPN. Listen to this. So here we are. And where that is exactly really is an unknown. Feels far too close to the evolution of it to know for certain. But it is a line in the sand moment to be sure. Like 9-11 in that there is a before and an after whenever we get to the after. If Rudy Gobert didn't test positive, if the Thunder trainer didn't sprint onto the floor in OKC to stop the Jazz and Thunder from tipping off on Wednesday, I am entirely convinced everyone is playing today. All the conference tournaments would have gone on. All the leagues would have continued. But the fact that an NBA player had the coronavirus caused the league to immediately say, that's it. We're not taking a 20. It's a full timeout. And once they did, you knew other leagues would follow. We said as much last night with Sean Farnham. Everything just felt like it was over for at least a little while, maybe a long while. So perhaps that was the moment that was necessary in all of this to provide a name and a face with Donovan Mitchell's added a day later. Hopefully they ride out the illness in a few days and then become the names and faces of people who have gotten it and illustrate that for the overwhelming majority of those who will contract the coronavirus, it is not some sort of a death sentence. Now, I refuse to attempt to play doctor on TV because I'm not one, and I don't know anything about it, but it did seem encouraging, if nothing else, that Gobert felt well enough to try to play on Wednesday. He had not been incapacitated by the virus, and he says he's going to be all right. But the world is bending to it. The elderly and those with pre-existing conditions are vulnerable, and it's everyone's duty as humans to concern themselves with those among us who need the most help, right? Try to protect yourselves and your loved ones, and in doing so, look out for your neighbors as well. And all of this sounds awfully heavy, particularly for a show where we just do highlights of games and goof on bad beats. But the games are on hold, and that sucks. And it's not an elegant way to say it, but it's okay to say that, isn't it? To be really bummed out that this incredible time of year, with the event that I look forward to more than any other, the NCAA tournament, is not happening. And to be absolutely crushed for the players and coaches who will not get a shot at their shining moment. It is entirely surreal. That word keeps getting used, but it is real. And it's confusing as hell, because I don't know what we can do or where we can go or who is going to tell us that the coast is clear. And maybe we're going to look back at some point and feel like all of this was a bit of an overreaction. I know a lot of people feel that maybe it's a huge overreaction. Or maybe the diagnosis of a big man from France did our country a huge favor. This much I know to be true. He hit the warp speed button on all of this. And by taking away the games, which are our society's greatest gathering place and common ground, it forced everybody to take all of this a whole lot more seriously. There you go. I, I just thought he, he nailed it last night, closing things out 
I mean, because it was an overwhelming day for everybody to absorb and keep up with just bing, 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 bing everywhere. There's something else coming at you. What next? What next? I don't know. I, I missed the last five things, and there's 14 more to follow, and it was crazy. It, it still kind of is. It's I, I don't know. I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at a point where I'm like, wow, just wow. Well, the last two days were especially nuts. I think today is is a little different. I think we're settling into this now. We've accepted it now. Yeah. But, I mean, yesterday it was the endless list of things and leagues, tournaments being suspended. And the day before, it was, you know, just a weird day. And then we got to the evening and there was the NBA suspends the season. You know, there was a speech from the president. There was Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. And that's when we all kind of went, oh, my God, this is. This is getting nuts. It is. Blue guy, 20 for the suit, 12 for the gloves, mask about 45, 75-ish if we round it off for a hazmat suit. And you called it a dumb idea. It was a great idea. So is listening to Brent Axe. He's on the block next. The Sports Illustrated Show back tomorrow, or excuse me, back on Monday. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1.